Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. Uh, in front of me, a special guest this week. You may know him from his appearances on the Too Much Dip Podcast. Live from the shores of Lake Mendota, it's KJ Ellis. KJ, welcome to the Mail-In Podcast. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me back. Uh, ecstatic to be here with you. Uh, and happy to be here with you in a February that's just not like completely frozen over here in Madison, Wisconsin. So uh, it's a pretty damn good time to be alive. Yeah, but well, thank you for uh, for joining us, KJ. You have a couple appearances on the Mail-In Podcast, I believe. First, in a minute, we are very excited to have KJ back from Madison, Wisconsin. The, the I feel like the kind of the prevailing theme this year is mild winters sort of across the board outside of a few select places in Utah, for example. Is, is that kind of your experience? Mm-hmm. That is correct. We probably had a good week and a half when y'all had your freeze, quote unquote, when Randy was just doing peanut butter, banana tortillas uh, a few weeks back. We had, I don't know, good eight to 10 inches of snow um, in a short stint. And then it froze for like a week and a half after that. It's been, you know, easy living. Yeah. Which, you know, we've got six or seven weeks. I'm not I'm not hanging a banner quite yet, but um the anticipation of spring is is definitely getting real. There you go. KJ, we were talking uh, before this. You had one of the more brilliant ideas that uh, <laughs> you may want to trademark. Uh, would you mind would you mind revealing to the we were talking about um, sort of house repair and how KJ has just yeah. currently, or recently moved into the new the new crib up in Madison? Yeah. Um, you had an idea that that sort of rocked my world. Would you mind giving me your pitch as if you were on Shark Tank? So it may have been on a previous episode of the mail-in where I revealed to the world my near-death experience. Um, Like many people out there during uh, the pandemic, I I became wrapped up in uh, the home improvement or DIY uh, approach to fixing things around the house, upgrading things around the house, and and, and may have taken a little wrong turn and put down a water bottle that actually had bleach in it Mm. uh, and, and taken a swig out of that. I've since learned and grown on my path to be like competent in fixing things around the home. So, Did you just have the whitest well, teeth on the planet for like two weeks? <laughs> I might have. Well, never mind. It was going to sound terrible. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, when, when it came out the other side, anyways. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> most people pay for this. Oh, uh, no, but my thought was we were discussing, uh, you mentioned a friend that was in the trades and I'm like, we need to take paint with a twist and it needs to just be, you know, a sip and see type event. But for dudes who want to be able to learn how to you know, fix drywall in their house or remove hardwood, you know, remove carpet and put up hardwood floors and, you know, you just kind of drink two or three beers and it saves me like 10 YouTube videos worth of content and I figure out what the hell I'm doing. And I don't want this at your local Rockler wood shop type place. I don't need this old house. I just need something, uh, you know, a little bit cool. I need a guy to have a beard, definitely a flannel. Um, they've got some IPAs and a little fridge on the way in. Uh, you go through a little safety course and then you've got like an hour and 20 minutes. And by the time you're you're done with that, like, you're definitely not a journeyman. You're not fucking rewiring your whole house, but uh, you can replace a chandelier or fan or two. I love it. I love it. It's, like, it's it's paint and sip for for guys. Maybe you take a, you know, a local warehouse outfit at some sort of fantasy factory. It's like you can steer and beer with a, a forklift. You can. You can spackle and cackle with the with the fellas. Okay. You can. I was gonna uh, say dip and rip, maybe. Uh, you know, see if. Oh, I guess I, I won't uh, throw their name in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, something along those lines. But screw and brew, perfect. And, there, there you go. It's there there kind of like go. an escape room where, like, you you have to like have the little stations. You have to do the things. Before okay. You can, yeah. Hold on, hold on. The tagline of Brew and Screw is that you have to have the little stations and do the things. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There it is. I feel like Randy could run this place. I think he's like low key, super uh, hardware adept and talented and crafty. Uh, So, you know, maybe my local regional manager. Randy would be like the fun foreman, though, who's like, 
All right, let's do nail gun contest. Yeah, I'm Tim the Tool Man, and I need my Al Borland. Wow. Okay. What a poll. We are the Mail-In Podcast. Uh, please tell a friend about the show. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. In the description of this episode as well, Hit up the uh, the Wash Media store, washmedia.shop. Hit up the YouTube. I believe this is going on YouTube, Randy, right? Yes. Look at that. The power of technology to see us in 8.7K. Love that. YouTube.com slash mail-in podcast. Shouts to Randy and Sally and myself and KJ. And uh, the last two episodes of the Mail-In have the best YouTube views and impressions of all time. There we go. Dolph Sally's Dolph awesome, by the way. Sally is awesome. Get said enough on other pods here in Washington Network, but uh, I'd say next to Will make me uh, Sally's number one fan. Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll fight you on that. I think I'm. I'm Sally's <laughs> number one fan. Um, if you would like a Washed Media meetup in your city, here is your opportunity. If you go to fundly.com/slash circling-back-meet-up, I will also just put the link in the. Uh, in the description of this episode, you have the chance to bid to get a meetup in one of the following cities. How about Atlanta, New York, Charlotte, Washington, D.C., Nashville, Denver, Seattle, and drumroll, lovely Madison, Wisconsin, home of KJ Ellis. Um, if, yeah, if you, if you want to watch media meetup, now's your chance. Now is your chance. And by the way, for those who uh, are like, why not Chicago? I know we have some Chicago listeners out there. It's because we're having one. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Thanks to our friends over at Mudsy. Yeah. Keep an eye out. Um, well, so sorry here's the, not to undercut you there, but I was yeah. also going to, can I appeal to the people really quick while we were on the uh, Fundly? Of course. A uh, bit quickly. Uh, you know, one, Chicago, it's like Chicagoans. You can you can venture up to Madison. You, you, may, you can make that trip. It's, you know, we're not as big, but we're much more fun. You know that and I know it. Uh, also, if you're if your city's not on this list, if you're just, you know, and you're one of the flyover states, adopt Madison as your hometown for this Ooh. contest. It doesn't have to be local to you. The goal isn't to have eight cities and only those listeners can compete here. We need your support here in Madison. I will personally buy you a beer if you do not live uh, within the state and you support Madison. And you attend the event. That was very presidential. That? that was like the the Obama hand and uh, support and, Madison. And uh, support Madison. <laughs> and I've I've committed attending uh, over half of these locations. I won't name which ones I won't attend. Mm, um, okay. But they're in the middle. You mostly in the middle column. Everything else, pretty well on board to be there for. So here's the deal: if you donate. To a city of your choosing, the winner, the, the city with the most donations uh, amounts, I guess, will be uh, where we do a meetup, and that money will all be donated to uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So, good cause. Have fun with it. We've raised over ten grand already, which is awesome. Really excited about that. Shouts to everybody who has donated. Um, really just really pumped that we're doing this and uh, excited to go somewhere. I guess we'll find out soon. Anyway. Want to do some questions, KJ? Can't wait. Here we go. Hey, mail-in crew. It is my first time reaching out. Thank you for reaching out. But I've got a pretty big situation on my hands. Here we go. I recently learned I'm set to inherit a hefty sum from a relative who has stake in some successful businesses, private equity. Initially, I was over the moon. But now reality's sinking in, and I'm starting to freak out. I'll be receiving around $500,000 by year end with... Listen to this. The equity totally totaling about $35 million over the next few years. It's great not to get it all at once, but it's still more money than I ever imagined. My immediate family is aware of the situation, and they are very well off, so that will not be an issue. I'm under 30 and have lived an extremely normal life up to this point. Normal corporate job, making the same amount as my friends, normal apartment, car, etc. Obviously, I'd like to improve some things in my life. But I also don't want to draw attention to myself or really let anyone know about my situation. This is especially tough because I'm really close with my friends and they will likely ask if I make a big purchase or suddenly change careers like what's up. I obviously don't want a lot to change, but I'd love to take advantage of this incredible gift. 
my advice, or excuse me, any advice on how to navigate this while staying grounded. My biggest fear is robbing myself of my future and being judged for not earning any of it. I appreciate any help you can offer. So this dude is winning the lottery, basically. He knows he's winning the lottery, and now he's wondering how to go about his daily life, making sure he, he feels like not much is changing. I got to think, you can just be the same person, just donate all the Madison, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> we'll know very quickly when Madison receives a $17 million donation uh, from this man. No, that, that, like, first of all, let's get the obvious out of the way. That's that's really cool. I mean, that's a really unique thing in life to sort of win, win the lottery thanks to a uh, uh, relative, which is awesome, and and props to them on their hard work. Uh, that is that has resulted in this windfall. Like the, 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 it's sort of the reason you dream about winning the lottery or or having a bunch of money someday is to is like is to pass it on is to pass it around. They say nothing feels as good as giving money. Like you can't nothing buy you can't buy a yacht and be like I love that more than giving my friend a, a sum of money because it, it it naturally feels good. So. Get that out of the way first. KJ, any any initial reactions here? Hmm. Well, I think my initial um, response uh, when I first read this the, was probably a little bit more mature than, than where my brain's going with this now. <laughs> um, so first, you know, consider your local NIL collective. Yes, uh, if you would like your or team. Or zone complexes that you could <laughs> name after yourself. Um. But no, in all seriousness, I think uh, two like legitimate things to keep in mind here. If in fact, as you mentioned, your immediate family is is well off to whatever degree that is, they likely have resources of people that you should be in touch with, and it's mm-hmm. it's probably already the case that there's already somebody involved, a money person, um, to help you plan and allocate these things. I would also consider you know, maybe having that person and ask them for a reference to have uh, someone outside of their circle um, because they likely went to school and somebody knows somebody who's gone to another company. They won't be offended if you're, you're just trying to have a secondary person, um, you know, and for no other reason, just to make sure that you feel confident that you're not going to like put yourself in a position to squander opportunity mm-hmm. um, or be forced or pressured to do anything because you're like tied at the hip to uh, a certain individual. Second, I think writing a list is, is the best in this situation. Like start there, you know, open yourself up a sweet Google sheets document, three tabs and like one very little things that you could both want and acquire within a 72 hour window. You know, because that's going to eliminate a lot of things. It's going to eliminate your big trips. It's going to eliminate, you know, home, real estate purchases. Like all of those things are bigger than things that you could like go order in a 72-hour window. I'm not saying buy these things, but like write as many things on that page down. Then skip over and like think of your practical things that like do take some time and investment. Probably don't overlook like self-improvement options here. But this Mm -hmm. is like where big trips would go. This is where he mentioned a career or they mentioned a career change. Um, if you really thought, Hey, I want to do something else. Like what better time to like maybe take a class or finish a degree, you know, those things won't be necessary for future success, but it might be necessary for, you know, self-fulfillment. If you really wanted to be a glass blower. Yeah. Like I, put that on the list. I was going to say <clears throat> on that front, you don't need an excuse or, or you don't need to have a, a, a gazillion dollars to to choose a different career path. Now, if you want to be like glass blowing, perfect. It, it takes years to master, and before you make a single dollar on it, I would imagine. So you can tell you like you don't have to tell your friends necessarily. Hey, I have this kind of financial um, backing th- that allows me to do a change careers into something that I really love doing. That that's just something you can do whether you have zero dollars or 35 million dollars and say hey this is gonna be more fulfilling in the end i just have you know i I have family backing that's sort of allowing me to do this or at least try this for a while you can and and like 
you know, it's it's generational wealth, and your friends probably know if your if your family's very well off, they they probably know that you're you're going to be you kind of have this this backup plan to begin with, you know, or this backing to begin with. So I don't think I, I just I wouldn't be like, hey, I just got $35 million over the next couple of years. I don't think you'd yeah. come out and say they that. They don't need to know how deep the well is. Right. They just, they just say, hey, I've, I've been really blessed. I've been really lucky. And this is sort of allowing me to do this, allowing me to have a new apartment or have, you know, and like if you don't want to be, if you don't want to change, then just, then don't. I, I guess if you don't want to be extravagant, you don't need the Audi R8. Like continue living your life just being happy <laughs> But knowing that you can do something, you know, maybe you, you buy your friend's dinner once a week, or just something like giving right. giving away that money or using that money on experiences that enrich others is going to, in my opinion, lessen that, I guess, guilt is the, the guilt. word for, for yeah. inheriting money without necessarily the, the effort that warrants it. It'd be like winning the lottery and you go join a, a country club and somebody says, "Oh, hey, how'd you how'd you get in here? How'd you earn that wealth?" And you're like, "Oh, you know, I you're gonna get got... those questions in right. those places a lot more, a lot quicker, right?" Like and the, maybe it's the, the crazier the purchase, the more you're gonna have to answer questions that you don't feel like it's so like use that as a deterrent. Yeah, and if you just kind of want to have a blanket answer, just say, "Hey, I was extremely blessed and and had a situation where I came into some some money." And th- like, you nobody needs to no necessarily you know don't make it sound like you were selling bricks in miami you're like oh yeah i got my money can't tell you how ha ha but uh just say hey this very fortunate situation and uh and then don't necessarily flaunt it i i, I guess it's it's just it's it's kind of like everybody dreams of winning the lottery but you don't really think of the emotional side of it you think of the practical and the setting your family up and the and the legalese behind it and you don't necessarily think of like well there's there's sort of this emotional ramification too of of an immediate windfall that's not necessarily earned in the classic sense yeah one last uh thing on my whole google sheets approach is the third category the third tab you know i talked about like your immediate things to kind of like expend all that um impulsive thoughts like impulsive acquisitions and then you know your practical ones and then with that third one that needs to be your big picture and can be crazy as shit like ideas like if you in fact want you know a property in the Appalachians whatever it might be like put those things on there again not saying you're going to go do those things but you may find just by writing that list that if it's a trip in two weeks and I don't know, wherever, Thailand or something, you might realize, oh, wait, that's something I'm really, really passionate about. I think it's bat- that's crazy. But all of a sudden you're like, A, I can do this. But B, like I've identified like some of this other stuff that matter to me as much. And boom, there's something on your list that you can start kind of laying the groundwork for. You don't need to pay for all of your other friends to join you. You don't need to go through all this hoops. You can be like, hey, I'm planning to go, you know, to Thailand for a couple weeks. Anybody else want to go? Mm-hmm. If somebody can join, great. They don't need to know the details of like, okay, what class are you sitting in on the plane? Where are you staying when you go? Like, you you can still do those things and communicate it without having to let them count the change in your pocket. Sure. And I, <clears throat> I think if you want, you know, you want to be extremely, extremely practical, extremely conservative, you basically put that cash in a trust as it comes in and draw from it a salary more, you know, sort of pay yourself as an employee of you. You say, all right, I'm going to make, you know, a $500,000 salary each year, live off that, knowing that it's going to accrue interest and sort of keep it as a nest egg for your family, for future generations. If you need a big purchase, you consult with somebody on that and say, hey, we're going to draw it down this much to buy a house or, you know, buy a, a rental property or whatever it might be. So there's there's really, really conservative ways to do it. And then there's the hey, take a million dollars, go below it for lack of a better term, get it out of your system, and then say, okay, I'm I'm back to back to just doing me now. So I don't know. There's there's different ways to do it. Um, congratulations on staying. Uh, yeah, or, go or, go bear hug a small media company. 
<laughs> if you want to bear hug a small media company, uh, it's, I feel like the like wedding crash is like, I'll take a couple miles. You, you know, we'll split. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, congratulations. And if it, uh, if it floats or flies, rent it. Right. Is that how the saying goes? Exactly. If yeah. it moves, rent it 1000%. <laughs> JJ, you know, it's this weekend, two days, in fact, away. Live? Super Bowl, 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 Super Bowl. The big game is right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100x your money. Kind of like our maybe our guy just hit he hit it up big on prize picks and is just saying that as a as a ruse. With as little as four correct picks. You could turn $10 into 1000 This offer, by the way, expires post-Super Bowl, so get in now. It's demon time on prize picks, JJ. That's what they're saying. Again, mm. went up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 That's your money. Again, just four correct picks uh quick withdrawals easy gameplay an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app kg i've been playing around with prize picks a little bit kind of fun oh it just, yeah it's a different oh, yeah. way to do it it's a different way to do it it is um legal here in wisconsin and it is absolutely uh, a good change of pace to where you're not so tied up and uh feeling like you've got to know the metrics it gives you very simple things to jump in and then being able to combine like simple things like more or less. Exactly. Great. I don't need to know specific lines and details and odds. Like let's keep it simple and then still come out happy at the end of the weekend. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. More or less. You don't have to know over unders, lines, odds. It's just more or less. Like you can use Steph Curry for more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic for more than 10 rebounds. And you can say, yeah, more or less. Boom. They hit, you win. So here is the deal. Go to prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, let's do the next one, KJ. <clears throat> Brett and KJ, how do you tell your roommate they've been doing something wrong their whole life? I recently moved in with two women when urgently moving to a new city. We all get along totally fine. We live well together, but are far from friends, I'd say. The other day, I broke Ooh. a wooden cutting board by cleaning. So I texted our group chat an apology and an offer to buy a new one. One of my room, uh, roommates responded saying she does that all the time. Weird thing to happen all the time. Later, when emptying dishwasher, I see that there are two more cutting boards in there. That would be why. How do you tell someone they're doing something wrong without sounding condescending? Also, I totally realize this is not a big deal at all. I just can't stop thinking about how much money this girl has spent on freaking cutting boards over the years. <laughs> this, this question gives me a two-part a two part answer, KJ. We can answer this guy's question, but I also want to know what things that you and I have done over the years that would be considered wrong, per se, that uh, I, we just kind of do anyway astoundingly like three of them are related to the dishwasher um funny enough like you know being an absolute perfect being i i just can't think of anything I've ever done wrong. right no, right of course i would say more so being a narcissist i can't think of things that i've done but i can think of things that others have yes um very recently in fact uh you know i mentioned earlier moved into a new house uh, with that, we purchased new appliances, including a new dishwasher. Ooh, but that's such a bad. My very uh, passive, not passive, yeah, my passive aggressive approach to like limiting the things that are going into said dishwasher mm. was that on one of my like nighttime YouTube binge watch sessions, I just like ended up on the this is how you clean that YouTube <laughs> channel or whatever it's called. Um, and it's like, oh, how to keep your dishwasher great. I'm like, man, I just really want to keep this thing, you know, going for years because some people in my household will have a tendency to put in like, um, you know, we have two young children 
and they have like a silicone, like sippy cup type things and plates, mm-hmm. which is like terrible for the dishwasher. <laughs> We're not naming names, but so, uh, yeah, Kai. Which I'm like, they're just going to smell like soap. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, uh, let's, let's just, uh, let's just throw it on. Let's see what happens. Uh, because the same person in the past has ruined like a set of like your Rubbermaid Tupperware and plastic cutting boards by like throwing them all in the bottom rack of the dishwasher. And I'm like, come on, we got to do more here. And um, I would say from experience, don't share YouTube videos or just watch them in their presence, like in a passive aggressive manner, unsuccessful. <laughs> and uh, post-it notes also not a successful strategy mm, so okay if you have better ideas i'm, I'm all ears uh, you know i don't because i am certainly guilty of throwing a cutting board in the dishwasher i'm certainly <laughs> guilty of throwing crystal stemware in the dishwasher i'm certainly <laughs> guilty of throwing uh i i used to put my clothes in the washer all of them at the same time no matter the delicacy or color and then throw them all in the dryer, no matter the delicacy, uh, weight, color. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. You then. still can. I've, I've, I've effed up. <laughs> like, sure. Hang on a second. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I've messed up clothes. I've messed up cutting boards. I mean, I, th- there's just a, a, a there's you don't take the class, you know, in like I I, I very quickly, like in college. You know, you never just you never get the whole rundown. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, like throwing a leather jacket into the washing. Okay, machine. that was no, 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 no. That's that was an accident. That was not. That was not on purpose. That was just me taking my laundry hamper and dumping it and not realizing. Obviously, I know not yeah. to throw a leather suede jacket in the wash. Oh, it's it's bouncing back. So I don't know how. The more I wear it, the more it gets like that feel again. Thank God, but. I, I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of this. How do you, t- like, it, you, you, I'm just going to say be direct. Just tell them once. Be like, hey, you, this, is, this is not supposed to go in here, and it's the reason you're breaking all these cutting boards. And I get why, because it's like, I mean, I, I don't want to hand wash either. But Yeah, if, if, they're, if they're buying it, you know, who's to say? Like, it's probably not worth the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I think just going, not going out of your way, but like you hand washing them at some point, they're going to say, Oh, just throw it in the dishwasher. That opens up the door really quickly. Be like, right. well, usually they end up breaking a little quicker. You don't have to be like, that's why they're breaking. You don't want to point back to their previous mistakes. Be like, nah, I just want to make sure I'm not, I don't break it again. There you go. Uh, that's a good way to in there. Um, yeah. I used to tip my doctor. I used to, um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that one. Thanks, Doc. Slip him a twenty on the way out. They're like, "This is what your copay is for." He never stopped me. And that was just like that would just go to the nurses' stand and they just order pizza or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Randy, what do you do wrong? <laughs> Nothing. I'm perfect. No, what do you do wrong? Uh, okay. I don't know. I've definitely put. I'll put cutting boards in the washing machine when I'm too lazy to. Yeah, I, of but, course. And, yeah. and then like the cast iron skillet stuff. I, I know there's I a very, think, I don't, a very te- I don't, do, I don't do that because I don't own one, but I know there's a very technical way to clean these or like not clean them. It is, yes. Oh boy. Don't leave it in water. Don't leave water on it. Don't, don't. ever, ever, ever put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> crying out loud. The, uh, the, the um, age old, um, oh, I'm just letting it soak for a while. Yeah. I, I would probably say the one thing that I did a ton probably up until the last two or three years that I screwed up a lot of uh, Tupperware was you store, you know, you put spaghetti in a Tupperware container, you know, inevitably it's going to start turning things uh, orangish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have, if you have cheap Tupperware, like it's going to happen whether or not you can you do anything about it. But before trying to dishwash said Tupperware, which will then like bake in that pink stain, mm-hmm. like, you can go one or two routes. You just wipe it out, wipe that oil out with paper towel and then wash it or leave it in the, uh, leave it to soak with a paper towel in that water um, with a little bit of dish soap. And then that paper towel will soak up all the, the oil in it. There come you off go. the sides of the uh, plastic Tupperware. But I can tell you, I've probably thrown away dozens of plastic tubs of just poor college kid 
you know, spaghetti lunches and dinners uh-huh. um, year after year after year, just because I know it better. So that, oh, that's course. probably my biggest crime. I love that. <clears throat> on that same on that same topic, so with like marinara sauce and red sauce and oily sauces of any kind, just at Caroline's mom for this, she taught me that if it's like on your your shirt, for example, and you put it in the sun, it it like naturally comes out incredibly well. I don't know how. I haven't looked into the science behind it, but I have since tried it multiple times, and it comes out perfectly. You so put soap on it too, no, or just 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 put it, it like if you have like you put it through the wash, and it's like a lingering stain. You throw it in the sun, and it just it comes out, and I can't explain it. And it's like one of those things that hmm. who knows how. And I was just, that made me think of it with the stained Tupperware. It's like why does KJ have stained Tupperware on his patio? sitting in the sun it's like well <laughs> you just wait <laughs> anyway um let's do the next one kj hey brian kj and randy first time long time writing to you from up wisconsin way how about that kj shouts i am a 29 year old male working in uh working a standard corporate america job and tend to get along with my coworkers, despite me being the youngest on my team by a pretty good margin let's say five to ten years minimum Recently, however, a colleague and I were both driving separately to an off-site meeting. Unbeknownst to me, he pulled up next to me at a red light, and he took a video of me singing in my car. To be honest, the song must have been a banger because I was pretty animated while singing along. Air drums were included, etc. Hell yeah, dude. He showed the video to me when we got to the meeting. We had a good laugh about it, and I told him while still laughing, oh man, please let's keep that one to yourself and delete it ASAP for fear of my own embarrassment. Uh, for my own embarrassment's sake. Uh, I thought nothing of it, went about my day, treating it as a friendly jab among coworkers. Lately, however, it's become clear that he not only kept the video five months later, but is frequently showing it to other people, even those outside of our core team who don't know me personally. The worst part is they're all more senior leaders in the company, and several of them have even come up to my desk to say they, quote, saw an interesting video of me in the car recently. Randy has those videos too. I'm obviously those not are like Drake videos though. Okay. I'm obviously not ashamed oh, of seeing some pop punk in the car. And I know this don't, this doesn't have any real negative repercussions on me or my career. That being said, am I wrong to be a little pissed that my coworker is essentially using me as the butt of a joke with leadership? This guy is half a step above me in the organization. And while not a bad person has done little things like this to me pretty frequently. Jabs about my age, comments about how I can't relate to the stories about them having kids, stuff like that. It almost feels like it's him being threatened by me or trying to knock me down a peg. I normally don't have thin skin about things like this in my personal life, and if the video was shared with our core team as a one-off thing, I'd have no problem with it because it was a genuinely funny video. It just feels like it's intentionally being used to embarrass me to the leadership team, and I don't appreciate being talked about behind my back like this. Any thoughts would be appreciated. I'm more than willing to be told it's not a big deal, and to chill out. KJ. Um, so having been in very similar situations early in my career, I started um, in, in you know, whatever line of work I'm in, which is like cube farm corporate world. Let's see. I was 23. And again, I was probably younger than everybody I worked with. Similar five to 10 years. I was definitely the person sending like near floor wide, like emails about happy hour at like Wednesday at two. Um, and you know, eventually you probably could say I was the personality hire, even though like I was half decent at my job. I definitely was there for like positive vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I became well, uh, regarded for known for was, uh, we would do, Friday, like every few Fridays, we do like an eating challenge. Ooh, One okay. week, it was like we go to this hibachi place and you know their fried rice was like a pound's worth of fried rice. And mm. Trying to eat that the whole so thing good right over now. a lunch period. Uh, another time, it was like saltgrass steakhouse or whatever. Their cheese steak or cheesecake dessert was like a pretty substantial size cheesecake. I attempted to eat like four pieces of those during the course of like a production meeting. So like big, long table, glass window meeting room. We're going through the numbers of the week. And here I am trying to house like a gallon and a half worth of milk in the form of cheesecake. 
not really giving two shits about like reputation or like how I would be known, you know, from then forward in mm -hmm. long term. I don't think it had any significant ramifications on anything like career trajectory wise, but I left that company for like three or four years and then came <clears> back. Mm -hmm. What I found when I came back after three or four years, like at that point, you know, I had no kids. I you know, moved to Austin, did all that, continued partying. But by the time I'd come back, like I think I was engaged or recently gotten married, was in a different stage of life. And not that I like was all buttoned up when I returned, but I wanted to make sure people who were working with me and had worked with me in the past were not still thinking I was 23 year old me yes. as I was like 31 at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of difficult to shake with some people who like, you know, you're the whole, you're only 17 in your hometown thought like that certainly had a long-term effect. It didn't affect like their professional relationship, but like anytime small talk would come up, it would be like tied to something that happened like eight years ago. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool, man. And if anything, I wasn't annoyed about like my personal part. I'm like, you're just not funny. Find another thing to like bring up. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I say all of that to say, feel validated and like being concerned, like, hey, should I be bothered by it? But uh, again, I think you already know it's not a big deal. And there's really no good look way to go about like, quote unquote, like battling back against it until you're at like some happy hour situation. The person's a bully. Like it is bullying. It's as dumb as this sounds. Like it is flat out bullying. Like it is an HR like offendable situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like it's something that you would likely go to HR about. But if for some reason this like took another step and like, you know, you try to, it's going to sound extreme, but like try to take a picture of you in the bathroom or something stupid, not like while doing the deed, but like something that would additionally cross the line and they keep going in that direction. Cause these kind of people do that. Like, yeah, the, the course of action was certainly there, but like, you know, at a happy hour, that's when you're just gonna be like, I'm going to be like trying to be an ass about it, but you got to find something new. Like just make them feel like their joke is just unfunny is is really the only way to get past it because if you're like hey that's dumb or you fight back like in public about it or try to like counter them i think it's just going to look like you're not a sore loser but like it's the i'm totally not know. mad bro i'm 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 definitely not yeah. mad and that's and that's only going to make it, it it's only going to give it traction this is one of those let it slide off yet yet okay um, haha like you know just it, let let the joke Die because it, 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 there is a degree of this guy is you're the little brother in the situation, you're the punching bag, he's got something on you, he loves showing management because they get a kick. Like, you know, it, it's going to be funny to everybody once and then and then it rolls off. And so, I think the course of action here, unless it escalates, like you mentioned, let it roll off you, you kind of let the joke yeah. run its course, and then somebody else is going to be the butt of another joke because something happened in the in the in the break room and somebody microwave fish and then they're going to be fish boy or fish girl like it's just you're you let the cycle go you five months and and this then people are like talking to this guy like okay dude you showed me this video seven times like i get it he, he, he was drumming in the car haha and then it's gonna look worse on him uh, and even better for you if you just kind of play it off as it's not affecting you at all. so i get where you're coming and from also know that like the there is a thin line and there's a way to play this to your favor. Like the added attention to superiors in the company isn't always that bad. Sure. Like yeah. this could very easily play into, you know, annual awards comes around for your company and, you know, they give out the dumb you know, extra awards of best lip syncer in the company. And then mm -hmm. you get called up. Like it's not so much embarrassing if you lean into it in that moment and you're like, all right, now the company's aware of who I am. They don't think you're all a joke, but it's like, there's somebody they want you, they, they, that's an engagement, um, um, opportunity. And then now you've got small talk with any boss that you need small talk with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if it pivots quickly to your professional, like reason for talking with them, you can always leverage some of those like outside of the lines things to your favor. If you, you know, have the desire to, unfortunately work is not always just do good work and go home. Right. Sometimes you've got to have some awareness of like what you're getting done and, that can be your chance to start that conversation. Yeah, sometimes being a lower uh, lower rung employee um, with their ups, downs, lefts, and rights 
publicly blasted all over the internet, ingratiates yourself with uh, bosses <laughs> and uh, their Twitter accounts and <laughs> stuff like that. What yeah, are you talking about? Crazy. I don't know. I just hate. Sometimes things work out. Sometimes you just you let the locker room be the locker room, and uh, it gets you to it gets you to places. Just saying. <laughs> hey guys, I've been out on three hinge dates with this guy, and things were going well until he got a little too clingy. And then started spiraling. He voiced that he was then mad he paid for the three dates. Both the second and third dates, I offered to split. And in the moment, he said he wanted to take care of it. I was gracious and said thank you several times during and after the dates. Days later, though, is when he mentioned he was irritated that he'd been paying for everything. I guess in my mind, men should pay for the dates they're planning. If I plan or suggest something, I'd pay to, uh, excuse me, if I plan or suggest something, comma, I'd pay or offer to. I'm always happy to split, especially as relationships progress, but am I wrong for thinking this guy is being a bit dramatic? What's your take on this? I think you should. I will. One, I think you, I think you dodged a bullet here because if this dude, like three dates, spirals, clingy, and then is like, where, you know, I, I paid for the dates. Like you owe me a relationship. I think that's crazy one so yeah. i think you dodged a bullet in that sense um but no i i three three dates especially hinge dates in my my world i'm paying i appre- i i i like the offer i appreciate the offer that offer that you have to split goes into my mental bank am i expecting it not necessarily do i appreciate it yes um but I'm still in dating world. I still feel obligated and want to honestly want to pay because I'm planning a date or saying, Hey, can we go to this place? And Hey, I'm going to pick you up at eight or, you know, whatever that scenario is. I still, I feel an obligation and then also a desire to pay. And not that it gets like, it's, it doesn't get you anything, you know, in, in return other than, conversation right that's all that's kind of owed on a date in my opinion if anything it gets you out of whatever their mental bank is of like oh he didn't pay like, yeah exactly. and i feel like that's really probably the pressure on the guy of like not wanting that reputation even if it's mm-hmm. like you know she offered to pay and then you've got to play the mental game of like wait is she serious or is she just trying to be kind like that's the problem like that we run into here totally uh I, st- I still don't it's have a perfect been, answer for this. Like I've even in, in relationships that I've been in for years, I'm still like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying. Like that's kind of my thing. Like it's the uh, with somebody somebody put it like this is sexist and the female touch. It's like well, I spend hundreds of dollars on makeup and my face. Like I I don't. I spend thirty bucks every three months on Kiehl's moisturizer, and so I'll pick up dinner a couple more times. Like I I have no problem doing that. So I don't know. Like that, that's obviously out you know outdated and. And well, unfortunately, that, that tug of war scoreboarding like never stops. Like no, even in no, a marriage, no. like <laughs> it's going to be as little as like, oh, you know, I picked up the kids from school and made dinner and did bath time. Like, and you play these stupid things like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Still, um, the abacus of by marriage. The the night, you're like, whatever. Uh, so, like, exactly, perfectly said. Um, but back to this scenario, I think that. It's been a while since I've like legally and publicly been in a situation in which uh, I was buying dinner for someone who we didn't have a prearranged situation. Uh, I'll uh, say a that legal situation. to make sure I'm covering any bases there you go. here. Um, however, I think in this scenario, great. Somebody demands or not demands. Somebody really feels strongly about paying. You can do one of two things. You can fight it, reject it playfully not like you have to be worried about their feelings but like making sure it's not like a point of contention Mm -hmm. if everything's positive and you're like no 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 really i want to yeah and that's kind of the end of it like you can fight it or create another scenario in which you absolutely are paying that may mean great they paid for dinner you weren't going to have dessert before that all right great fine thank you for dinner i'm gonna buy us you know uh dessert Mm mm-hmm I want to have that conversation ahead of time. Even if you don't want to have that, like, I mean, yeah, but like nobody's seriously going to be like, hey, how's your day? And 
have you been here before and how's it going? Uh, by the way, tonight, will you be paying or will I, like, people won't stop I, I even mean, like, if you're, if say you're the girl in this situation and you're saying, hey, I know we, we have plans at Applebee's tonight. This, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm paying. You know, I appreciate oh, the you're last. Saying like yeah, we're making yeah, yeah. the plan. Like, yeah. Right, right. Hey, yes, agree. Agree. Picked up five in a row. Right. I'm due. Happy to get this one. I think that's super appreciated. You know, everybody's financial situation is different. So obviously that plays a role. Um, but, you know, like one once in a while, if like Rachel pick up a meal, she'd be like, you know what? No, I got it. I think that's really cool. Really like I, I means a lot. And it's it's uh it you know, I, I then then you kind of reset the the clock on it. I don't know. I just it's appreciated. I get yeah. where you're coming from here. Uh, and but no, I, I agree that early on it feels more like the guy's responsibility to pay if he's planning the date. The planning part's always silly too, though. Yeah, like, because girls aren't going to plan like the date. Just, like, True. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if a girl plans yeah. a date, she gets the ick for the guy, pretty much. Ooh. So it's the guy has to pay. But if I was going to say, Randy, you, you yeah. have probably the most recent perspective on that. I'll say, if a girl offers to pay, it depends, like, for me, it's always so nice. If you're a girl out there, Offer to pay, but also be expecting to pay. But just the offer to me is very nice. I usually will pay. And I like even first date, second date, I'm always completely prepared that I'm going to pay yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah. I think first date, 100% of the time. Second date, 99% of the time. Third date, if there's a split offer, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Probably. I think I would. This Cajun, guy just sucks. Cajun yeah, I think this is this is where like you've got you to gotta set the bar. As a man who was... Uh, uh, you know, married up and dated up quite a bit in his life. Um, I think, and it's not about being cheap, but if there's an offer, allow them to pay for the drinks. Like you, who cares mm -hmm. what the waiter thinks if they gotcha. need to go back and split the drinks off and it's $46 off a, you know, $180 check or something. Great. It's a small portion, but you both understood, like we had a great time. They offered. I'm good. I've got it. You know, if you want to pay for drinks or if you want to cover tip, whatever it might be, like offer that opportunity so that at the end of the day, like there's not, um, they were somehow financially like burdened, you know, because you got the steak and you talked them into the appetizer and like you ran up the bill, mm -hmm, but at the mm -hmm. end, but they still put in something like that. And one. there's never that like sense of like they left without like they were getting a free dinner. Which is it was silly to feel that way, but like when things go sad, like our brains go that direction. So. Oh yeah, totally. Like that one girl on TikTok that had like thirty six oysters on that guy's date. Oh, but no, it's yeah. egregious. D you did nothing. The, the girl here, you did nothing. Did nothing wrong. You offered to pay, and he said no. I got it. And then you just weren't into him, and then he spiraled. It, you know what's great about dating as a guy is oh like a lot of girls have. Uh, it sucks for girls. They have bad like dates like this, and comparison we look great if we're just decent guys mm -hmm. and like as long as we're not bad like these guys are and it's kind of nice yeah you dodged it, a bullet but here. like um, it's just it's you're it, saying the it bar sucks. is set low the bar is set low <laughs> which sucks for women having a date but it's it's nice that but yeah you did nothing wrong I, I, that guy I think sucks you free yourself up by by offering to cover something less than the full tap Especially, or uh, something separate I like drinks that. at the now, next place whatever now, it is nowadays like even first date i usually pay for it but a lot of girls like have careers and they'll go like i'll get the next round it's like cool okay yeah. cool like that's their women will offer like as a guy you should always be prepared to pay for all but if as a woman you want to throw in and show that you like have the coin to spend too mm -hmm. that's very nicely and a lot of times welcomed by us guys succinctly put randy i agree with you hey brett and kj first time long time and apologies for the long message but i wanted to make sure there was enough context I have a bachelor party slash statute of limitations on money question. I got married last October, and one of my groomsmen was in a bind as he was moving out of a house with a bunch of dudes into a house with his girlfriend. So money was tight, paying two rents for a couple months, etc. I Venmoed him $500 to help pay for the suit as it had to be ordered, and I wanted to make sure it got to him on time. I never got the money back and wasn't worried about it at the time. Fast forward to right now. My wife and I bought a house in June, and uh, we were having a whole house generator put in at the end of the month, $11,000 when installed. That same guy 
asked me to be in his wedding and is getting married in March. I committed to the bachelor party at the Hard Rock in Cancun in February. Uh, my wife and I just found out that we may need a new hot water heater on top of everything. That'll be $4,200 to replace our tankless. So now I'm in a position where money is tight. The easy answer is to just not go. But I don't think, I don't think I'll be invited to many. So I'm really excited to go. And my wife wants me to go. Would it be okay to say, hey, remember that time that I helped you out? And remind him slash ask him to take the money off the bachelor party explaining our situation or is that statute of limitations up and I just have to suck up the cost of everything? My wife and I can make it work, but the extra $500 would make it all a lot easier. Interesting one. What was the timeline again? Uh, went to last the October. last October um, and he Venmoed, so I would imagine some September to, so to about a month and a half, a August. year and a half. Yeah. So... My initial reaction is like, yeah, I think I would expect a, if if I explained my position well enough, like you did to us, my initial reaction is to ask for some sort of com commutation of my sentence, right? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but I'm trying to understand in what manner you mean it. <laughs> I'm trying to say like, yeah, I think he, he, the way he put it was like, I don't need a Venmo for $500. Just take $500 mm -hmm. off my tab when it comes to like the Airbnb or meals or whatever it might be in, involving the hard rock in Cancun. So that's my initial reaction. But I, I am very much up for the other side of the argument too, where I just be like, yeah, suck it up. Don't cause a scene. That money was was not was given without the expectation of return, based on your buddy's financial situation at the time. Now you have a financial situation, so I don't know. I I'm, I see both sides here, and I'm, I'm rambling because I need help from you guys. Was it given without Brandy. the expectation of it being returned, or was he just helping him out because he wanted to go? Like I still I don't think he just said like Yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it." Is that what the question said? Yeah, it did. It, it did seem like that because he said it was money was tight from the time paying the two rents for a couple months. Yeah. So the guy was. Yeah. So he sent him five hundred dollars. I don't think it was. It was like the hey, get me back at some point. I think it was like hey, I want you at my wedding. Here's five hundred dollars for your suit. Correct. Which, frankly, if it's five hundred bucks, like you picked a suit that you should be putting in on anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Randy, what was your thought? I'm sorry, I cut you off. It was just I I don't think it's ridiculous to ask. You, you helped him out. Just say the situation you're in. Like, don't try to guilt him in. Be like, hey, remember like how I did all this for you? Be like, hey, I'm yeah, kind don't... of in the same situation you were. Like, do you know what I'm like uh, going through here? Like, I wouldn't put an ultimatum on it. Like, hey, I'm, I can't go unless you do this, and kind of put him in a, <laughs> in like a decision kind of thing. Um, but I'd say, hey, man, would you know? I picked you up a little bit back in the day. Would you would you consider picking me up based on this, this, and this that I have going on? And uh, if he says, ah, I just, I don't know how to do that or I can't do that, like it's not the end of the world, but maybe that sets the expectation in his mind that down the line, you'd like some sort of commutation. Of, I, am I, commute a sentence? Am I, am I like, yeah, it's, it's the power to substitute a sentence imposed by the judiciary for lesser sentence. Yeah. I'm so my brain is just tied up on like, why is this a sentence? Like, what are you like? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, okay. Um, Forgiving a loan. <laughs> there we go. What do you Four think? Parents, maybe. Um, I think we got two things here. The, the, the biggest thing that stood out to me is the line about, I don't think I'll have the opportunity to go to many. Uh, mm, because okay. being a little bit jaded in this sense, like, you know, if it's a friend and you've got a group of friends and this is their bachelor party, you expect to go to the next guys with this person. Like not to say it's insignificant when you're celebrating one person versus another, but it wouldn't matter as much if, if you're like, uh, whatever, we'll be at the, we'll be at another one. You think there'll be a chance to like even out the tabs. I think my simple answer is I probably would explain to them, Hey, I'm excited to go. I'm, you know, Sarah's you know, excited for me to go. I'll let you know up front got a couple things around the house that we're having to pay for. So it's going to be a little bit tight for me to make it, you know, happen, but I want to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, just 
you know, if, if I've got to skip a dinner or something like that, just want to let you know up front. Because on the flip side, like they are maybe not paying for a lot on the bachelor party already. You know, they, they may be orchestrating it, but as we know, a lot of time it's the best man or somebody else who's like constructing the plan for this. Sure. So it doesn't yeah. always mean that the groom has this money available to like then debit out of like yeah. you're paying for other things as well. Yeah, you don't want to take um, it out of the, the pockets of the attendees. It would be you would want it to be taken from the groom himself. So maybe right, maybe which is the, which is sticky in yeah. that scenario. So but you let them know because they might they might say on the other side, be like, oh hey, you know what? Actually I forgot I owed you this. I'll cover you here, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. Mm -hmm. And then at least you know there's some like mutual understanding of like, I didn't forget about it. I appreciated that. It might not be 500 bucks they can give you back, mm -hmm. but they may cover dinner for you, and, you know, whatever it may be. And like at the end of the day, maybe it's 350 bucks worth of money that you're not spending. You know, you get over it. Yeah. Um, so that's probably like the pragmatic way to go about it. Um, otherwise, you know, let it yeah. roll off you a little bit. So the water heater thing, like not the water heater, water heater. Got it. You didn't plan this. Mm -hmm. The whole home generator. Yeah. I'm not in the market for one. It sounds like that was an elected purchase. I don't ah, see how it's this guy's nice. choice. <laughs> the <laughs> other one on the other, other end, yeah, a little bit different, but gotcha. I've been, you know, it's, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. I, I get both sides. Yeah. I, if I were you, I'd communicate with him separately maybe try to build in five hundred dollars somehow some way into his just don't expect it to be equal yeah like, don't, yeah, don't yeah. expect to be like a flat like line item thing of like trying to get back to that number just help him understand your situation mm -hmm. if they're a good person they'll help try to alleviate it to whatever level they can mm -hmm. uh, or at very minimum if for some reason in your gut you know that you shouldn't try to stretch it financially and you don't go they know yeah yeah, you're still, you're going to, you know, going to the wedding anyway. Like that, that can be the leave the group stuff. text immediately. Otherwise, <laughs> like you will hate getting those texts and be annoyed by the stupid jokes that come out of it. Absolutely. Speaking from experience. Uh, last one, KJ. I got a shower thought question for you from, uh, from somebody. I forgot the name. Uh, would <laughs> you go on an all expenses paid trip to Antarctica if you had the chance? Here's the deal in order to get there, you fly to the very south tip of Argentina with two layovers on a trip itinerary that totals 40 hours. Then you have to take a four day long boat ride to Antarctica where you finally get to pitch a tent and cozy up with some penguins for the night. If you're lucky, you can see the Southern lights. Then you get to turn around and make the long haul back home. Would you do it? Uh, Randy, you want to, absolutely. You wanna <laughs> I, I hate the cold weather and everything too, but if it's all, if a trip like that's all truly paid, all expenses, like paid. I don't have to lift a dime off to do is like, uh, take time off. Like, yeah. Cause even the boat ride and all that stuff, like that's, you know, it's not about the destination, about the journey. Like that's still part of the vacation to me too. It's like being on that boat for four days. It's not just about going to Antarctica. I'm that sounds with, awesome. Yeah, I'm with you on this. If it's true, I, I don't think I'm paying to go on this vacation. Oh, God. But no. if, if I'm getting this vacation for free and truly like all expenses paid, because then it's a cool flight to, you know, Brazil, then a cool flight to Argentina, then a, then a cool boat ride. Like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. I don't know about pitching a tent in Antarctica. I think that sounds dangerous. I would at the very least and like to be in a in that uh, cold weather. Yeah, in like some sort of trailer that has uh insulation i don't know if you can do the winter tent down there with the penguins but uh yeah if it's all expenses paid yes i'm doing it if it's if uh, if i have to lift a if a dime comes out of my wallet i'm probably out on the antarctica trip Did fair you? um college friend of mine took or was like invited for um for a media company was invited on like Viking cruises as they were beginning their Antarctic explorer routes. Mm, okay. um, I can't recall who he worked for whoever like GQ is owned by but like, I don't mean as names are, but I just couldn't remember the name. Gotcha. Um, and the videos and photos from that looked to be like James Bond level dope. Mm. Um, because and mostly because of like the 
the the boat and everything that they were doing while they got there. Sure. Um, so like in that category, yes, as somebody who did their honeymoon in Iceland and has no issues with the cold, I didn't grow up with it like you two. So I don't have like the bitter distaste for it quite yet. Um, but like my, my vacation of preference is definitely more like mountains than it would be beach, you know, um, mm-hmm. tanning doesn't take long here. Um, <laughs> so like for those purposes, yeah, I'm in, but I'm looking at like the, just trying to figure out like, okay, what's a Viking cruise experience going to set you back from Buenos Aires to can't even pronounce it. 13 days, two countries from 12 grand all the way up to, you can go from the Arctic to the, to Antarctica, 12 countries, 87 days for, from 75 grand. So like you can spend some time uh, out there if you really wanted to, uh, the time part is just not for me. Maybe it's, you know, the whole old man, kids, family thing. Even with that aside, like I would get very bored. Yeah. If, if this is a two week thing, like I don't even care about long flights or long boat rides. Like I just need to be able to mix it up. If I was going to spend two or three weeks traveling somewhere, I would, I feel like I would need to be doing the multiple countries type thing, being able to bounce from place to place to place within that time frame. Um, if I wasn't there for like one core purpose in one spot, the traveling part for six days is just, it ain't for me. I think with Antarctica too, if you're just kind of shacking up with penguins in a tent for a couple of days, you're, you're not doing a whole lot of trekking given the weather. Like you, you, you may be huddled around a fire. Yeah. I assume a, there was like a guide in this situation yeah right yeah are are you yeah there's not necessarily a bar and restaurant to go uh (laughs) hang out at warm up i don't know i don't know yeah it would truly have to be a free like and i'd have to go with so i'm not going i'm not i'm not solo tripping this but you want me to tell you what else is included yeah um, you know this is speaking of the viking experience this is the 75 grand one well, just options. I guess this is, you know, 75 grand is the baseline. Here's your added options. Uh, let's see. 24 hour sunlight and temperatures rise to comfortable 32 degrees. Mm. Ice melts, unlocking frozen seaways, blah, blah, blah. Excursions include an undersea dive in a panoramic submarine. Dope. As a citizen uh, scientist. I don't know about that. Not ocean gate. They're not going that deep. <laughs> Randy, submarines <laughs> before ocean gate are my worst nightmare. Just cannot be in a metal tube. I can be in a metal tube in the air for some reason where if a, if a hole happens, I still have a fighting chance. If a hole happens in a submarine, I'm dead and I just cannot deal with that. Like, I, I don't know. I can't it, deal with that. What do you mean you have a fighting chance if a hole happens in a plane up there? Well, gonna, if the door the pops controls? off, we've oh, seen that okay. the plane can land. If a door pops off on a submarine, you're fucked. Okay. Anyways, you plug it or pops in, in or I guess. Keep, keep going. Keep um, pops out on an airplane. Last, pops the, in the, the only other one that like is unique. The others are like, oh, sea penguins, whales, and wildlife <laughs> viewing and photos. But uh, as as a citizen scientist, assist with assist the onboard scientists with research. So like, all of your treks, you're basically like the extra capital mm-hmm. cargo. Because like they're only they're going down there for business and they're like, how do we make money with this shit? Like you're tagging along with people who are going down there to do you're drilling ice samples. Yeah. Research. I've seen what happens when you drill an ice sample in the wrong spot. You set off a global mm, chain transformers. Reaction. Oh, is that I was thinking uh, day after tomorrow. Oh, damn it. Yeah. A V A V P you find the 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 pyramid too. Alien with, for, oh, alien okay. uh, you know what? Here's my anti answer. Nobody AVPs it. <laughs> AVP. Uh, here's my anti answer to yeah, that I was, guy. Yeah, I was like, huh, what? That's getting the inheritance. Do this. This is my anti answer. Do the 87 day, 75 grand thing as a 29 year old <laughs> single guy. That sounds like a once in a lifetime opportunity that you now can do. Go. Who cares? Your friends are gonna be like, wait, how can he do that? Don't explain it. Just go off the grid for three months. The only problem with that is if you went on a trip. As a 29-year-old single guy, and you you I mean, you're on like based on the client, like you're gonna be with everybody in retirement and mm-hmm. a guide. Like you're there's not a lot of if you're uh, that's why I throw out Thailand. If you're yeah, chasing you skirts, as the kids would out. say, 
It, I don't think that's... Uh, I'm saying you do it as a cultural experience and get to learn about the world. What, 87 countries? Is that what you said? 87,000 You go to Lollapalooza right? for a cultural experience. You don't need to go to Antarctica. <laughs> I'm talking about it was from the Arctic to the Antarctic. I'm assuming it just goes through... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I w- I'll, I'll do... If I, can f- if I can fly to Antarctica and land at McMurdo, uh, the base down there, and like hang out in the, in the cool science-y stuff... Yeah, I'd be more apt. If I'm doing penguins, like uh, not doing, you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm seeing <laughs> penguins and sitting in a tent for three days by myself, doesn't do a whole lot for me. I, I've seen some stuff from some Atlantic, uh, Alaska cruise line stuff. My, my parents and like aunts and uncles were all supposed to go and then pandemic hit. But like I've seen some cruise videos from there. It looks amazing. Have you ever been on a cruise, KJ? No, no. And... I'd say 99% of me would not go unless like it's tool and corn put on a 13 day excursion featuring the used or something like put me down for that. Okay. Um, But I I don't think that I'm doing just carnival cruises with the kids or anything like that. I don't, I don't think I am. I'll just go to Vegas over and over. I don't, it's not in the water. I just like, I, I get bored. Uh, yeah, Randy, you. I'm closer than I've ever been to going on a cruise. I've been one fifth grade, but I after May, I have one wedding in May, and then rest of the year I have nothing planned. And I've been talking to my roommate, but like, should we just go on a cruise one weekend? You strike me as a huge cruise guy. I would have to go on a Virgin cruise though, like <laughs> one that's like 21 and up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, that's like, the no. It's no kids, right? Yeah, I don't want to go on a kids one. Like, I'm not going on a Disney cruise, but like a, an adult one. That's like all alcohol and all that stuff that I kind of want to do it. Just like a, a five day okay, cruise. Sounds fun. You're on there with a bunch of third, third wives, <laughs> fourth, fourth, fifth uh, marriage wives. Uh, on there. Hey, we like your vibe. We were looking at you across uh, the what's, hall. Your, what's your story there, cowboy? Uh, I'll, my caveat, I would do like a river cruise, perhaps like the Danube or yeah. the, uh, the Seine. And where you like the the uh, the Viking River, where you you hop off more mm-hmm. often, like a couple times a day, do dinner in in a city in Europe, hop back on for the night, you know that kind of stuff. I would do that. As far as the big the big boys that just you stop once in like the Bahamas, I I'm not I'm not quite as apt I think <laughs> for that. Anyway, Fair that'll enough. do it for us today. Um, KJ, thank you very much for hopping on. Really appreciate it. Uh, Randy, thank you very much for the ones and twos. Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. You can hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. KJ, where can the folks find you? Let me at KJ Ellis with ones and the L's, both on Twitter and Instagram. More importantly, Mondays on Too Much Step here on the Wash Media Network. As we said at the onset, check out the Funly uh, uh, fundraising campaign for St. Jude's. Uh, you know, consider chipping in for Madison if there's no place that strikes your fancy. Regardless, it will be a great time for a good reason. Love it. Love it, love it. That'll do it for us. Uh, thank you, KJ. Thank you, Randy. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye-bye.